Hello, I'm Jeff. My wife and I host Message of Hope. Message of Hope wants to be your weekly inspirational, motivational, and non-judgmental friend to help you through your week as we share Bible truths and life experiences to let you know you're not alone. Let's join Sandra to see what Message of Hope she has today. Hello, I'm Sandra, and as I mentioned in my last podcast, I'm on a journey to find out for myself what God's Word says. You know, actually read it for myself, to study, to try to understand, and to live according to what my Father instructs me. I have no desire to sway you or to teach you a religion. My desire is to know the Word of God for myself. I'll be learning along with you. What we each do with what we read and discuss is up to us individually. If you have not listened to Genesis 1, the beginning, which was episode 46, then I encourage you to stop listening right now and go listen to that one first, as in it I give a more complete direction for what we're doing in this Bible study, and it will get you up to speed before continuing to this episode. We already discussed through Genesis 2-3, because it was a good place to stop in the previous episode. But to have this episode complete, we're going to start with verse 1. All right? Verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God had created and made. As we discussed in Genesis 1, the beginning, episode 46, I have confirmed for myself that the Sabbath is Friday at sundown until Saturday at sundown. Now, in this verse, when I was reading this today, I thought, why would God need to rest? I mean, he's always been. He isn't human like us. So would he get tired and need to rest? No, I think rested indicates that he was finished, not that he was tired. And then a thought came to me that while I was thinking about this verse, that I had read somewhere before that Sabbath was made for man. I found that in the New Testament in Mark 2.27, and it's in red letters. So it's Jesus himself speaking, and he himself said, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. And in Mark, the Pharisees were questioning him as to why he wasn't obeying their man-made laws for how to observe the Sabbath. And to me, these New Testament scriptures are saying, God is the one who exercises authority over the Sabbath and how we are to observe it. Not the Pharisee, not any man, but rather God. God is the creator of the Sabbath. And his son, Yeshua, also known as Jesus, who only did what his father had instructed, knew better than anybody how to observe it and how man would benefit from doing so. The instructions had already been given to these people on how to observe it, and we find that in Exodus 28 through 11. It's part of the Ten Commandments, and it reads, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 
Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven, the earth, and the sea, and all that is in them, and he rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he hallowed it. And I looked up hallowed, and it means deserving honor and respect, sacred, esteemed, reverenced, not to be violated, criticized, or tampered with, set apart or worthy of veneration, which means to worship, adore, or be in awe of by association with God. These commandments were told to all of Israel by Moses after God had given him these instructions so that everyone may learn them, do them, and keep them. And we find where he gave them to Moses in Deuteronomy 5, verses 12-15, which reads, Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thine ox, nor thine ass, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates, that thy manservant and thy maidservant may rest as well as thou. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand, and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. My conclusion is God only made one single day a week as the Sabbath, and that one day only did he hallow. When Jesus walked the earth, he observed the Sabbath. He taught in the synagogues on that day. So to me, it doesn't matter what I think or what others think or what I've been told or what I've been taught. That one day is and has always been Saturday. It is set apart. It is important to God himself that we know to observe his day, not to work, not to cause others to work, but to rest, to restore, to refresh ourselves with his word, his presence in our lives. It's to be spent in praise and worship to him. But it wasn't set apart as a burdensome rule that God wanted to create to make our life difficult. He created it for us. Remember Mark 2.27, the Sabbath was made for us. In observing the Sabbath, I have found restoration and peace for my soul. It gets me ready for the upcoming week. When I turn my heart to God, trusting Him, spending time praising Him, I find peace that passes all understanding. It gives me joy. It gives me new perspective. It increases my faith by giving him my troubles and concerns, putting them into his hands, finding trust in him. 
And I believe when we do what he has commanded us to do, it gives us victory over many obstacles in life. So following his commandments is not for him. They were made for us. And the Sabbath is a blessing from Yehovah, God himself. I also want to point out here that I have my reasons for believing the actual name of God is Yehovah. And I have mentioned that in the previous episode. But I was thinking that I should make you aware, if you weren't already, that many believe his true name is Yahweh and have their reasons for coming to that conclusion, the same as I have my reasons for my conclusion. So this is something that I would advise anyone to seek the answer to for themselves. In my opinion, it's extremely important. And if you are interested in finding out more about his name, send me an email and I can send you some links where you can find information on his name. Okay, let's get back to Genesis verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life is also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I have to admit here that only recently did I realize that there are two trees mentioned here. I had grown up hearing the story of Adam and Eve and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that they had eaten from, but only recently, when I took time to actually read the word for myself, did I notice that there are two trees. The other was the tree of life. You probably already knew that, but just in case, I wanted to point that out since I had missed that fact for years. Okay, on to verse 10. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is, it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land there is bedlam and onyx stone. I may have said that wrong, I don't know. And the name of the second river is Gihon, the same as it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hidekel or Hidekel, that is it which goes toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. Wow, he planted the garden to give man everything he needed to live and eat and sustain himself. Then he put the man there. Such a good God who meets all our needs. 
Dad confirms for me he wants only what's best for us. He takes care of us daily. Verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now here I thought, here it is, Adam, it's all for you. There's just this one thing that you're not to do. Don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But, you know, it's likely I may have done the same thing. The thing we know we aren't supposed to do, and that's where Satan tries to start whispering in our ear, to sway us, to tempt us, to try to get us to do that very thing that we shouldn't. And we need to constantly be aware of that and not be tricked into disobedience to Yehovah and what he has told us to do. Because whatever he has told us, we can be certain is what's best for us. Anyway, verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found any helpmeet for him. The term helpmeet I wasn't too sure of, but after checking around, I believe it means a helper that would be suitable for him. You know, someone similar to the type of creature that he was, and yet complementary to him. Verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. I looked up the word cleave, and according to Merriam-Webster, it means to adhere firmly and closely or loyally and unwaveringly. Verse 25, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now that's something to think about. A lush, peaceful, beautiful garden filled with everything you need, and you have such innocence, no stress, no worries, no pressures, not even any shame. Something to think about. That's it for today, but before I log off, I'd like to invite you to go to our website, if you're not listening from there already, and you can find us at messageofhope.com. That's M-S-G-O-F-H-O-P-E dot com. And find episode 47, where you can listen to this podcast 
and many others and find the references for the scriptures that we read together today so that you can study them for yourself and make any adjustments according to what God alone lays on your specific heart. And as always, we thank you for listening to our podcast and for helping us to spread the good news by liking and sharing it with your friends. And if our podcasts have helped you in any way or you need prayer, you can contact us at msgofhope1 at gmail.com. That's also the email you will use if you want some additional information on where to research God's name. Now, as I log off, I want to bless you with a prayer given to the sons of Aaron. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until next time, Shalom. Mm -hmm.